Welcome back to another episode of the Creating Magic Podcast. This week, Danny and I are joined by two of our lovely friends, Amy and Iana. Frankly, they both have way too many Instagram accounts for me to try to shout them out here. Rest assured, they'll talk about them throughout the episode, so stay tuned. A couple programming notes before we get going here. We may or may not have been drinking both in the lead up and during the recording of this episode. So uh, with that in mind, it is pretty likely, and by pretty likely, I mean 100% likely that explicit content follows. You have been warned. Uh, Additionally, we want to give a huge shout out here at Creative Magic Podcast to our friend Jordan for the intro and outro music that you're going to hear at the front end and the back end of every Creating Magic episode from here on out. Uh, Jordan, we loved working with you. Uh, You put together, based on our really, really abstract vision, some incredible music, and we couldn't be any happier with the result. So uh, if you're in the market for any any sort of music, uh, be it for a podcast, or maybe you just want some music done, I don't know, I don't know your life, uh, Jordan is taking commission, so be sure to check out his Instagram, which is at specs and things. That's specs like spectacles. And then he and his uh, co-producer have a, have an account together. Uh, his co-producer's name is Andrew, and their account is Rabers, which is R A A B as in boy E R S. Uh, again, Jordan, thank you so much. Really loving the music. Uh, we hope y'all like it too, and we hope you guys like today's episode. Enjoy. Today we are here with Steven. I am drinking, y'all, and it's been a hot minute, so who knows how this pot's going to go. Woo! (laughs) And Amy... I am also drinking, and I know exactly how this pod is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Iana? Hello, I'm also drinking. Uh, I have two different kinds of drinks, so I promise that I will talk about lots of things. I feel like influence. I should go get a drink now. Oh, yeah. You should definitely already have a drink. Also, because quarantine is quarantine to drink, so. Max. <laughs> that was just... That was the lowest of low-hanging fruit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good for stuff like that. So while Danny is getting a drink, Danny, I'm going to force you to stand up and get a drink while I do some interviews here. Let's start by going, uh, we'll start with Amy. Amy, if you could introduce yourself, um, your house, your Patronus, your favorite character, and what you're drinking. Hmm, okay. My name is Amy uh, Metters. I am a very traditional Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a cat, which I was a bit disappointed with at first, but now I understand that it is what brings me joy. Uh, so that checks out. And my favorite Harry Potter character is Buckbeak, because I want to ride him and kiss his snoot. And I am drinking grapefruit margaritas with a tahini rim. I don't Which even know like what that, that word was. That's clutch. Like, we've already decided that's life. Everything we drink was, is with a tahini rim tahin now. Tahini rim, yeah. So, uh, to me, that sounds like tahini, which is, you know, 
Essentially. Middle Eastern sauce, sauce, yeah. sauce it's right? A, it's a like a seasoning, like a chili, like, chili salt seasoning, chili salt, lemon, Ooh. and they put it on fruit, lemon. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm excited. Like a mango. Um, our neighbor. So I'm as we've established on this pod before, but I've not spoken about it with you, lovely ladies. I am staying with my parents during quarantine now because I'm in between a move, um, and my parents' neighbors are huge gourmands. And they brought over some sour salt the other day, and I am so into it. What is sour salt? It's exactly what it sounds like. Sour salt. Yeah, like I have to imagine there's probably some citric acid in there that just mix with salt, and that's probably the extent of it, but it is so good. Like what's on like Sour Patch Kids? Not as strong, but yes. Hmm. I think our kids eat that in class, Amy. It's like these little like green packets of basically sour salt. Like I'll see them eating it. That checks out. Yeah. Danny, you have rejoined us. What drink what do you have? I just have one of my spiked seltzer drinks because I thought I had another apple gold, um, strongbow gold, and I don't. So apparently I drank earlier this week that I don't remember. Quarantine. Quarantines. But I really wanted it. Like then you said drink. I'm like, oh, I have one. There wasn't one. That's, that is literally life right now. That's the best sentence to just sum up life right now. Like, I thought I had a drink, but I had already drank it. Yeah. An hour Quarantine. ago. Quarantimes. Also, Amy, how are you just figuring out that, like, you love cats? Because I feel like you've probably known this. I've seen pictures of you as, like, a four-year-old with, like, seven cats dangling in your arms. It's not that. It's that I wanted my Patronus to be something a little bit more exotic. Oh, okay. But now that I think about it, a Patronus is something that gives you fond memories, and I excessively love my cats. Mm. So go ahead and – oh. I was going to say, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that cats are inherently exotic. Yeah, um, and I'd, I'd like to refer the world to the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park in Wynwood, Oklahoma, and Joe Exotic. Right. Oh, God. Yes, which is well, was I great. I think my cat thinks he's a tiger, but he's just a cat. Oh, my cat 100% does until you go to pet his belly, at which point he is out for the count. Cutest thing in the world. There's, there's no saber tooth about him. <laughs> See, I've been wondering if that documentary hadn't have had been released like the first week of quarantine would it have been as that's big? my theory i might you know it would not because it got released when everyone was home and needed something yeah. to do which was smart which maybe joe exotic actually created coronavirus maybe it's all linked together it does come corona does come from cats and the tigers are getting it oh we just we just cracked the case y'all we solved we cracked it we're done. done we're good call the governments <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, um, Yana, you are up. Tell us your life story, who you are, your house, your Patronus, your favorite character, and what you are drinking. So I'm going to start with what I'm drinking because that is important. So uh, my favorite thing to drink is just any uh, grapefruit-flavored seltzer, uh, which is yum. But I also really love red wine, and I had forgotten that somebody gave me these Harry Potter wine glasses, so it seemed like an appropriate time to bust that out. Um, and I... Both? What? You're drinking both at the same time? Well, kind of. I mean, they don't not go together. <laughs> and, you know why, and you know why she can? Did you see the brand of the grapefruit drink she was holding up? White Claw? White Claw, and there ain't no laws when you're drinking Claws. White Claw, oh, right. you drink responsibly, and not a know, sponsor. 
Yeah. You know who else has white claws? Buckbeak. So I think that this is actually Buckbeak's favorite drink. We don't. Are they white know. or are they black? Oh, I don't know. We might have to fact check this later. I'm not sure. Oh, she's got, looking her, at she's got like seven Buckbeaks behind her. <laughs> yes. So why don't you just go look? I um, did. You're black. So I am a Gryffindor, and I guess I fall into some Gryffindor categories, but I also at the same time kind of hate that I'm a Gryffindor because like, I feel like that's the thing that like when people don't know anything about Harry Potter, they're like, I'm a Gryffindor. You know what I mean? And just like, I kind of like don't ever want to be lumped in with that. Cause it's like, I've taken like so many tests and pretty much um, they come back Gryffindor, Gryffindorian. Uh, I my Patronus. Okay. So this, I have no idea what my connection to this Patronus is. Maybe Amy can fill me in cause she obviously knows me quite well, but it's a Husky dog. Um, never had a Husky dog, never seen a Husky. Oh, I've seen one, but not really sure what, uh, the connection is there. So she's thinking about, it. I can see her. So maybe she can j- chime in in a second. Um, and then my favorite character is actually Crookshanks. Uh, because that is one damn smart cat slash not cat, but also I'm a really big fan of Crookshanks. And so I've got a lot of Crookshanks things in and around my house. Now, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this might be the first episode we've had where we've never, apart from, apart from the episode with Trey, Karina and uh, Gerald that we're about to release, we've never had multiple people on, but this is the first episode where, uh, people's favorite character, in this case, both of y'all, was a non-human. That checks yeah. out. That totally checks out. Yeah. We don't like humans very much. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. the fact that we like you guys is, you know, pretty Special. cool. Because really, you're not animals. I mean, you are, but well, you're not are. pets. They're not, not pets. They don't fur. <laughs> and, and trust me when I say that every time y'all come up in conversation with other friends of ours, right, in, in the community, I immediately start gushing about how much I love y'all and how basically how, how I feel unworthy of being friends with such cool people. Oh, well, we're not that cool, but so cool. But look, it's all, it's all relative and you know, I'm pretty low on that scale. So anything above me is automatically a, you know, a good look for me. You have a podcast. Yeah. We don't have a podcast. Speaking of podcasts. um, So the night we're recording here, uh, one of one of our friends of the pod, Sarah Jones Dittmeyer, who's the host of First Year's Pod, was doing a house cocktail Instagram live with a friend of hers. And a good question that came up on that, which I want to ask y'all, is if you had to assign, you know, one alcohol to each of the houses, uh, which house would get what? Okay, let's see if Amy and I can mind meld with this. Okay. Um, because Wait, hard liquors it could be anything or what? Look, it, they did hard liquors. It, it could be anything. I think it should be hard liquors. Okay. Hard liquors. hard liquors it is. Okay, let's start with Gryffindor, and then we'll say our answers on the count of three. Oh, shit. Two. Hold on, let me think. Okay. Um, I have it instantaneously, maybe because I'm a Gryffindor. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Fire whiskey. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was All just right. thinking something hardcore that you could shoot quick. Fire whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, that works. So, they, so Sarah, I believe, also said tequila, and the reason, at least in my head, is like tequila is a great like, hey, we just won the big Quidditch match, like let's fucking rage, like right. let's knock back some shots, like tequila fits. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, let's do Hufflepuff next. 
Oh, okay. Um, I've got something. <laughs> okay. Hard liquor? Is that it? Okay. <laughs> well, wait, are we just, does it just have to be straight up liquor or can it be like a, a shot? No, liquor. Well, just oh, liquor. Li oh, just straight up liquor. Oh, you want to do like a shot? I mean, oh, look, well, I, I was thinking of a shot, but I have a I'd, shot. Like, I'd like to take you her out for first. I, okay. But, uh, All right. Ready? One, two, two three. Three. Purple Hooter. Nipple. Okay, we're not doing a good job. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Buttery nipple. Oh, yes. Oh, that would have been good. Purple Hooter. <laughs> kind of the same. I mean, look. I've got some a good job here. I've got some country crock in the fridge. This <laughs> podcast can turn into a whole different thing. There are so many options. Uh, I'm not impressed with us right now. Okay, Slytherin. This should be real easy. Um... Okay, ready? Sure. One, two, three. Vodka. Silver tequila. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I already said tequila. <laughs> I know, but that was the wrong place to say it. See, Wait, I, I think... I don't know. I, I think Slytherin... How about everybody just drinks tequila? Because that's what... But, you know, I think Slytherin is, like, clearly a scotch house. Because you're uh, sitting in front of those fires in those dark, cold rooms brooding... Like that feels like a, hmm, you know, yeah. I was going to say whiskey, but I didn't because you said fire whiskey earlier. Oh, my God. We're just fired. Let's just, I have an idea. How about you guys cut this whole segment, we'll redo it, and then we'll just automatically say all the right things. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> You'll sync up. Usually we're pretty in sync. Oh, we have one more house, Ravenclaw, which is your house. Hmm. <sighs> if we don't get this one right, Amy, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Dang, there's a lot riding on this. Yeah. All right. Um, just straight liquor. Straight liquor. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Gin. Rum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been nice having the podcast, but I think we're going to have to end it because at this point, Amy and I are no longer friends. I was um, read your lips. <laughs> Uh, I should have just texted you like bitch say gin. <laughs> oh yeah, you should have. That would have been smart. That would have been cheating. No, oh, it's so cool. Gin house, gross. Well, I, well that doesn't mean you have to li like it. I was just thinking because gin is made from like a berry, and it just seems really like like elevated. Like no, no. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Friends of friendship. <laughs> let's let's go back to the very beginning for each of y'all. Uh, curious what your Harry Potter origin story is. So whether it was the books, the movies, you know, it doesn't matter. You can certainly tell both if you'd like, if, if there are different stories. How, how did Harry Potter first come into your lives? Um, okay, I guess I'll, I'll start because I think I maybe was into it before Amy. Um, so my, my dad, Papa Haft, uh, who is the coolest Papa, uh, was the first one. And I was in my last year of college, this is dating myself because we're old. Uh, this was in about 2001, I believe. 2001, yeah, that checks out. And so he had been reading the books, and book four had not come out yet. I think it was book, the first three books. I could be totally off with this numbers because also Wine and White Claw. But whatever this was, he, um, he was like, you have... Like, Iana, you have to read these books. They're so good. 
Um, I was like, okay, dad, whatever. Like, I don't read kids books. Like at the time I was trying to like read like the classics or something like whatever. Um, and so then I picked him up and I like, I read the first three, like super fast. I was like, oh my God, these are so good. And then after that, like I was there for it, like every hardback release, like flash forward. And this is before I knew Amy. Um, no, I think I did know Amy, but like we didn't, weren't Potter friends yet. Uh, just teacher friends. But like when the very last book, uh, came out I literally left my friend's wedding uh, at midnight drunk with my other friend who was also drunk and we drove because that was a horrible idea don't ever do that please people um, this is before uber this is a while ago and we drove a couple blocks to a bookstore and got the final book and like read it that night and he's got a great story about that about apparently I like humped the book or something but I don't believe it because I would never do something like that um, and uh, and then so yeah like I was there for every movie premiere like stood in line, um, but didn't get as like fun and nerdy and like cosplay until Amy came around. And I'll pass it over to her. Um, I was a late bloomer. I obviously watched all the movies and stuff as they came out and I really liked it because I've always been into fantasy uh, genre and such. But it really took a, a drastic turn when half um, loaded all the audiobooks for me on a little tiny flash drive. <clears throat> and I have a super long commute. So I was like listening to a good three hours of the books a day. And I got through them so fast. And I was just, that was it. I was done. Like I was crying in my car, driving to and from work. I remember when Dumbledore died, spoiler alert, I literally <laughs> sat in front of my apartment. <laughs> And cried in my car before I went inside because I didn't want my husband to see me. And then I went inside and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, Dumbledore's dead. <laughs> and uh, since then, I've um, binged the audiobooks probably five full times um, and then immersed myself into like every activity humanly imaginable and probably um, have just went overboard with it all. But now I just nope. love it. I love cosplay. I love bounds. I love collecting stuff. I love pins. I love cl the nerdy clothes that go with it. I love the events. I love trivia. So, I mean, it just, she made a monster out of me. Uh, I did. Well, like, and like, literally, cause she's such a typical Ravenclaw, like she took this and like went crazy. And like, mm -hmm. I remember at one point, I don't remember how many times through the book it was at this point, but she made literally like a 35 page study guide for every chapter of the book yep, still and and she still what and she has it and she was like giving it to students and like like having me take it and since like I have a horrible memory like I was like failing all of it even though like I definitely also read the books just as many times and I would love to see you guys take it actually because I think it, it's pretty impressive we should do it live one day that'd be fun oh my god that would be really fun yeah, I haven't dusted it off in a while, but it's, I need to add to it too. Well, I would bet that you would still know all the answers. Ah, uh, no, I'm super rusty. I'm super rusty. I really like that you pointed out because I have this Ravenclaw trait and there's things that I have not done because I know I go all in when I go in. Um, and that you just get like super excited and you just want all the things and you just kind of go overboard. And I definitely relate to that. Um, my friends are always trying to get me into gaming and I'm like, I can't because if I, if I start, we're done. Yep. 
You will not hear from me. Same Z's girl. Same Z's. She does that too. She yeah. goes all in. I'll be like, I have it. Like, I'll text her. My like, ring. Amy, 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 Amy. She's like, what? I just played Legend of Zelda for 17 hours straight. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense. I mean, I get it. I like gaming, but like she's all in. Oh, it is like with everything for me, like every fandom, I just go completely diving in. It's everywhere. But I have to be really careful about what I get into because of that. So it's yeah. like someone will suggest something. I'm like, I can't, can't do it right now. See, yeah, what I love is like when I first like met Amy, she was kind of like that with scrapbooking, um, which is also really fun, but like not nearly as fun as all the shit we do now. So yeah. I'm really glad that like all the nerdy stuff has taken over instead. I, I would, I would argue and not, not to put the cart in front of the horse here, because I know we're gonna we're gonna get to this later on. But I would argue that Amy, your love—not even love, your your obsessive, hyper organized love for pins—is a pretty you know linear result, or not result, but you know a continuation of scrapbooking, right? The way that you organize all your pins and and your pin boards and all that, like that feels like a very kind of nice continuum from scrapbooking. That's true. It's a visual medium. I had a really I good agree. joke about getting into those Japanese body pillows that people fall in love with when you were talking about falling too hard into different fandoms. You have to be careful, but the moment's passed, but I was so No, no, no. Now I need to hear this yeah, joke. What's so, body pillow? so take that swig of your drink and then let's, uh, is that, like a, is that code word for like a Japanese sex doll? Yeah. Does no. it have like hole? Does it have holes yeah. in it? Look, uh, let me let, let the record reflect. <laughs> I have never owned nor do no I judgment. wish to own one of these. No, look, no, look, there's no judgment. I'm just saying this is not my thing, but I remember it from, oh, hell. Um, was it 30 Rock? Good show. Ooh, it might have been one of the Jenna side plots in 30 Rock. I forget. Yes, yes, because Jenna is in that fake relationship with, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Franco, James Franco. And James Franco is secretly in love with one of those Japanese body pillows, which is a pillow that, you know, is like the length of your body, but has like, like a face. Imp- Anywho, we're getting way too deep into that. does not matter. But. So it's anywho. sex doll. It's sure. I guess. But it's like one of those huge body pillows, but it has like a face on it or something. Yeah. So you hump it. I look. One humps it. Maybe not Steven, but one humps it. A lot of things. People hump books at midnight releases. <laughs> That has uh, not been confirmed nor denied, it's but confirmed. Uh, <laughs> were you there? You no, weren't there. But it's confirmed. I don't know about that. I wish There's I would no video. Been there, so, well, you weren't there. You weren't into it yet. I wasn't. Before, oh, good God! Before we get into what this series means to you and and how your your love for it has evolved over time, because both of you mentioned it, I'm curious how did y'all meet and how have you become kind of the, the, the synonymous pair that I think a lot of people in the community know you as today? Mm-hmm. Uh, we teach at the same school. We teach the same subject and we've always shared a like conjoined classroom since she started a year after me. Um, and yeah, so that's how we met 15 years and, ago. Yeah. I don't know how we started hanging out specifically. I think, I don't really know. Like, I just remember, like, I think maybe we bonded over Lost. Like, I remember I was talking about Lost a lot. But it's like, what's so funny is, like, it was my first year teaching, and I 
like had this like idea that like Amy was like like watching me for my like skills like as a teacher and like so I remember like I would like come late to school and I'd be like oh my god she saw me coming late like I'm she probably thinks I'm the worst teacher you like never now that told I, me that oh yeah well now I know like she probably gave zero shits nor noticed because zero yeah like of course but like I mean as a new like teacher like trying to find my footing and like a profession like I was like oh my god like she's gonna look down on me and so maybe when you cried in the office you remember when I cried in the office I remember when you cried in the office multiple times yeah well the first year teaching was a little rough for me because yeah I yeah it can be for many people and you know I've well and this is something I can credit Amy with is just kind of helping me like get a little bit like harder of a shell in life because I used to be like used to call me what did you used to call me like a um a sensitive flower sensitive Sally well that's not I don't know like I just she's yeah anyway so so yes we met teaching and I think we figured out we both like Disney Mm. first and we weren't collecting pins or because I think you guys can agree like you're in the fandom like sometimes you don't like know that you need to be as nerdy as you need to be if that makes sense like like I I think like there's a time in life where like I've always been a nerd but like I wouldn't have felt comfortable like letting my nerd flag fly per se um you know and that's developed for me later in life you know it's just like when you're younger like you're much more concerned about like appearances whatever um and now I don't give a shit I'm like yeah like I'm gonna like fucking dress up like this all the time and I love it uh and so I think once we kind of like figured out that we both like really were into Disney like it it became like this thing that we could do and like I think for us, because we didn't really know, and I still to this day, well, now that we know this community, we do, but outside of the community, I don't think that a lot of our friends or like your, or Gary or like anybody really gets it in the same way. Um, and so it's something that we have that we can do and we just get like, we're like, yeah, of course we're going to dress up for that. And of course we're going to go to that. And I think it's, it, for me, it's like amazing. Like I've got this friend that like loves to do all the same things as me and um it has definitely developed over the years like we have pictures of our first like disney pin collection and it's like so sad it's like the skinny like literally her her handle is big fat lanyards because she had to literally start sewing big fat lanyards because disney only made these tiny like skinny ass like narrow lanyards like for their stupid pins um and as well as why she started making pins is of course because like why not do it if you can do it better right um, and so, you know, we started off real low key and, you know, now we're very high key, so high key, the highest key. We're the highest of the keys. Mm-hmm. So since you guys teach at the same school, I'm now wondering, do you guys dress up for Halloween together? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like we could go with like a photo album of like all the Halloweens we've done together. I love that. Well, on this yeah. note, before we were hardcore witches and wizards, she dressed up as Hermione. I did. Uh, oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> and she she did the um I don't want to call it the cardinal sin. It's a sin. Of cosplaying, but she wore a graduation robe. <laughs> but the, you couldn't get a robe anywhere. I don't know. But she had a graduation robe on. What else did you have? You had like a what was your tie? It was like a weird tie. It wasn't a Harry Potter tie. 
I and it just know. like kind of ratted your hair out. And I think you had a time turnaround. And it's like that compared to where we are now is like insane. Like literally insane. Yeah. We like she wouldn't be caught dead in a graduation robe now. Like no, no. <laughs> I think I still have that somewhere. Oh my god, I should find it and wear it to no. something. Should I wear that to the next celebration? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to do like a first time and then like do a new Hermione and do a side by side of this is where we started. Mm -hmm. And then then the first time we went to Wizarding World together, I ironed on a tie onto a gray t-shirt. So we had matching gray t-shirts with an iron on Gryffindor tie. And that was our first experience at Wizarding World. That was in Florida. And then you just kind of like watched me cry. And I don't think you were as into it yet. I, yeah, I wish I would have cried. Yeah, but I was like crying walking in. It's probably a lot of people do yeah, to the experience, sure. and Amy was probably like this bitch. No, like, obviously I wasn't because here I am. Well, no, but I mean, like, like who did I just walk into this theme park with? Maybe I don't know. No, she knew. She knew. We were wearing iron-on ties. There's no yeah. surprises. <laughs> no surprises. It was good times though. Mm-hmm. So. From there, what, and I'm going to steal one of Steven's favorite questions. Look, now he's paying attention. It looks like he's playing. Know, yeah, well, Steven, what oh. are you doing over there? Are you ordering I, Japanese sex dolls on Amazon? Because you've been like, I am not. Very much not paying attention. I am doing two things. Thank story. you very much. I was paying attention. You were I looking was, up our photos. I was looking at my notes. And I was putting up my customary, we're recording an episode photo, and I'm trying to tag all 13 of y'all's Instagrams in oh, the photo. okay. So, let's, let's back it down a little bit here. Ah! <laughs> all right. right. Hufflepuff and khakis. <laughs> Danny, ask my question. So, from when you first read the series or saw the movies, how has that changed for how you perceive it now when you read it like do you look at it differently right, I'm like, so, more nitpicky. oh sorry no no I, 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 was, I was just gonna say like typically we ask when we ask this question we we talk with people who you know first read the series as like you know 10 year olds 11 years 12 year olds Right. Oh. So for, so, so for that, but that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't change the value of the question, but typically the answers we get are like, you know, it was very much like a good escape story for me as a kid growing up. And I was able to see people my age going through these cool adventures in the books. And now I'm an adult and I realize there's allegories and I realize there's all these things happening that you didn't really see the first time you read it. But I also think, cause we've talked with be it uh, Paula, uh, Unconceivable, La Peluca de Harry. We've talked with a handful of people, uh, who came into the series, you know, older than contemporaries with the characters. And I think that perspective is equally as valuable because, you know, when you guys first came into the series, it wasn't like, oh, like, like it, I hate when people quantify Harry Potter as a kid's book, but it wasn't like a natural thing necessarily for for people at y'all's age at that time to come into like a traditional kid's book, you know? So you know, what, what did that series mean to you whenever you first read it and kind of how, you know, what, what was the reasoning behind why you kept going through the series and kept going through the books versus how do you feel about it now? 
I just think the first time I went through it, it was just all emotional. Um, like every single chapter, you're just like on edge, even though I saw the books and I kind of knew the general pathway of where it was going. Like there's just so many more details in the books and you just get totally wrapped up in it. So like I said, I spent a lot of time crying in my car. Um, but now when I read it, I'm listening for like the small nuances and tiny ways that JK has tied things together and got connections I have like previously missed. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And, um, also that into our study guide. I'm adding things to my study guide. Um, I'm coming up with like cool underrepresented like visuals for my business. And yeah, so it's just, there's like so many tiny details and I love to kind of just weave them all together and kind of see like that big picture she made where the first time, obviously I was not doing that. I was just like living for the story and uh, sobbing like an idiot. Not an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like since my like, I don't even know how old he was at the time because now he's like 75, but way back then, like my older dad to be like, hey, like child, you need to read this. You know, I was like, okay, well, if my dad likes it. And that's how he spoke to you, right? Was, hey, child. Yes, he was like, hey, young child. No, but he just like, he's always been into reading lots of things. And, you know, like I honestly, like he got me into reading other series, like, um, you know, obviously like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and like uh, his dark materials and like things <clears throat> like that, um, you know, that I just wouldn't have been searching out probably on my own. Um, and, you know, you're right. I was older, so I didn't I, I don't think I had the like the typical connection to it that a lot of people have. But it's just like it's just JK's her ability to write like I think just draws everybody in once you read it you know you can't like read the book and be like oh that sucked like you know nobody says that and if you say that like you maybe don't know how to read or something like I don't understand um and so uh I think for me like continuing to read it over and over again like I just I notice different things uh I notice different things each time um, you know, just different, same thing, kind of like Amy, like different connections. And I just kind of look at it. Um, so I'm really distracted because I told you guys this would happen. My cat really needs to go out and go to the bathroom. So <laughs> yeah, we, we can, we can direct a question toward Amy and give yes, you. Yes. Amy, I, talk about, um, talk about your cat Clark. I'll be right back. So when you read the books now, because you guys are both so into cosplay, do you ever read them or watch the movies in search of like new cosplays? Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are really creative on your cosplay choices. Which yeah, I can be real random. I could be listening to like a random chapter and like I could probably come up with at least three different ideas for a bound, a cosplay or a pin just from that one chapter. So I'm like constantly always taking mental notes about things like I just want to see exist um, that don't already exist. So staying on the cosplay path, when that happens, because you guys do a lot of team cosplays, how do you guys decide where you're going next with one? Like, do you have like a, a list and be like, here's kind of what we're looking at? Or are there more like, that's perfect, one, one, like one idea just sticks out? Because when we met, you guys were the Weasley shop. Mm -hmm. Well, I we think a common it. denominator is that we're usually drunk. Mm -hmm. And one of us will be like, oh my God, I 
oh, it should be this. And then the other one's like, oh my God, yes. And then like five days later, Amy would be like, oh, remember when we talked about this? And I'll be like, no. Because <laughs> usually I don't. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we just planned this whole outfit out. I was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And um, I already have my whole Amazon cart yeah, full. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and then she just is like, okay, cool. What are you ordering? I'll order the same thing. And then we'll just like make it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it's a, there's a lot of um, uh, alcohol fueled sitting in the hog's head, like the literal hog's head in Hollywood. Um, Aw. Ideas sparking in our heads. Um, yeah, let's make a a shout out to Gina and Nira, our favorite bartenders. Yeah, they're definitely gonna listen. Gina might listen, they are the best bartenders, though. They will listen if certain people who are guests on today's episode happen to spread the word about this episode when it comes out. I absolutely will. But Nira is not on social media, so we're not gonna see that. No, but Gina is, yeah, Gina is, but but yeah, I think for us, like, I I don't know that we necessarily have the goal of this, but I think we're on the same page where we always just try to come up with a, or just have an idea of a cosplay that is something that we haven't seen before. And also like it could, nothing like holds us, like there's no rules to it. Like a lot of times we're like objects, which you wouldn't necessarily think about, you know, we're not necessarily like like a human thing, you know, like, and then it's just like, for me, and this is not, Amy at all because she's so organized but I literally can guarantee you I've thrown together every cosplay like within the three days before it needs to be done and Amy, yep and Amy's had it done for like weeks and then <laughs> she just kind of is like bitch like and I'll be like bitching about it she'll be like okay well that's your you had two months yeah but I don't like my I can't think about it like that like I don't have like the like brain like orgasms that's probably not the right word, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. I don't think it's the right word. As soon as you said that, <laughs> I, mean, I just bro. don't have the ideas like months in advance. I don't know. I I've always been a procrastinator my entire life. I suppose when the synapses fire, see science. Between, yeah, that's that's an orgasm of sorts. Kind of, it's a release of of neurotransmitter into a synapse and. Mm-hmm. There we go. Starting off a new action potential. Yep. Sodium, so, potassium, pump. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Increase of sodium. And... <laughs> Sorry, are we hurting uh, your brain? Oh my god, he's literally. Oh, no, I'm just. <laughs> Look, we are I... biology teachers as well. So. No, there were a million different ways I could have imagined this episode going, and never mind that we're like about 45 minutes into this thing and I haven't mentioned squids or castles once, but also that Ooh, we've talked about synapses as orgasms. I, there's just a whole lot going on that really shocked me and threw me for a loop and I love it. I'm here for it. But I want to body pillow and the Japanese body pillow. I, typically when we start talking about cosplay on the pod, I tune out, let Danny do her thing. Ooh. I, ooh. Okay. So I, I feel like, Amy and I have drunkenly talked about this, but we haven't, like, for now. But, like, I was thinking today, especially, and this is unrelated, but I always think really good in the shower. But, not, and this is not, Stephen, Same. not, but, like, um, like, Stephen, like, I want to see you in a cosplay. It's, like, mm-hmm. so important to me. Yeah. And, I like, why you resist it so hard? I have I don't a suggestion. Know. And it's going to be good, so you better do it. 
I don't can know I, what it can is. Can I give you my suggestion? You can do whatever you would like. Good. That's the good answer. Um, I think you should do um, Ludo Bagman, but in his uh, Windborn Wasps. Is that the right team, Windborn Wasps? Yes, because I've got the – because I I mean, I was not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but I was a decent athlete back when I cared about my body. And now I've got the, like, he looks like he could have been athletic at one point. Yeah. And, but yeah. Then, but like, nobody's spray, ever had Ludo Bagman. Ludo, literal Bagman, Bagman. I love it. Yeah, okay. That's a better option that. than the one I gave you. That's a great idea. Because yeah, nobody's, see, people, I've never seen that. I've Amy, never seen that. Genius. Did people you think about that in the shower today, too? No, I literally just looked at his face and was like, he should be uh, Ludo Bagman in his oh room. But I'm serious, like, Steven, you need to cosplay. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, people typically tell me I should be Hagrid because I am no. fairly large and no. fairly tall. No. And I'm like, You're not okay, like large uh. that way at all. Or I mean And let me double down on this. It's Hufflepuff colors. This is so true. It's kind of a win-win. So let's keep talking about cosplay that oh, leads to y'all as opposed to me. <laughs> so one of the things, one of the uh. things looking through both of y'all's social media that I've found fascinating is you have a fair amount of photos in cosplay with some of the talent from the movies. And so I, I, I want to start by asking, and I know there's far, far more stories than the two I'm going to ask about, but I want to start by asking about your experience with Jason Isaacs. Oh, oh, oh God, we had the best experience. And this was also from yoga pants trip, right? Which makes no sense, but it makes sense. Right. It was the same. Was yeah. Before. No, that was the same year because we were dressed as Patronuses. But when anyway, we went to the party, we were dressed as Umbridge's office. But that was the next night. Mm. Maybe. I think it's the same. Well, we'll have to check it out. Anyway, Jason Isaacs, and this is the best thing ever, was as drunk as we were <laughs> when we met him and took a picture. And that was the most amazing thing yeah but of course he, he didn't ask him to take a picture he asked he, us to take a he picture. asked us to take a picture so we were like of course and anybody who knows us knows that we're pretty much always drunk you know which i don't think there's anything wrong with that um, when we're out <laughs> well currently right now i'm also drunk but it's kind of like this is yeah, but that's out different. as yeah, we are out. right now because it's quarantines quarantine so like this is an event like we're at an event right now. Um, and so we, of course, had been drinking all day in the Florida park. And then uh, we're walking around and we were like, oh, let's go get on the uh, Hogwarts Express. And we're dressed as like light up Patronuses, you know, as one normally is. And, uh, you know, Jason Isaacs was just there and he was like, hey, like, we're going to take a picture. And then we did. And his shirt he, was, like, all unbuttoned, like, yeah. down here. His, like, chest hair was hanging out. And he had, like, handlers or something. Or who was Yeah, they, he had handlers. And then, like, what he saw, cause probably because we were all lit up. When you're drunk, like, you notice shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I have a horrible memory. So, Amy, maybe you can, like, what did he say? Or I don't remember. He just goes, Hey. <laughs> And then he, we realized it was him. And then he's like, I'll get a picture. And I was like, cool, can we get one too? And he's like, yeah. And then he kind of like, you know, manhandled us from behind. Not in like a fine way. Uh, and then yeah, we got from the Hogwarts Express and we flew off to Hogsmeade. So yeah, that's the origin story of that picture. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so all I got from that was that <laughs> Jason Isaacs drunkenly manhandled you from behind. 
I'm okay with it. Let me look. I'm. I, I'm. I'd be okay with it too. I'm comfortable with my sexuality, but not in like a Me Too way. No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a drunken, like sloppy, like yeah, yeah. Look, look, let me let me say, I met him super briefly in an autograph line at Emerald City Comic Con last year, 20, 2019. and he was so nice, and and he's really smart. I he, dig him. He has a lot of mm-hmm. causes he cares about, and he he goes pretty deep in some activism, especially around the Middle East. Um, but he was also, he had a, like a three episode arc on one of my other favorite franchises, the West wing. And so we talked about that a little bit and he's just a really cool guy. So, um, Jason Isaacs, shout to you. If you want to come on the pod and talk about that time that you, uh, he could talk about the OA too, which is a great yeah. show, which Love ended in a way, which I won't spoil it, but like, then there's no more seasons. And I'm like, literally that last episode, did you guys watch the OA? I have no idea what we're talking about. I started it. I never finished. Oh my God. You guys are missing out. Like the last, you finished it, right, Amy? Mm-hmm. The That's last episode is insane. Yeah. And has him in it and it's insane. Um, and then they canceled it. And then they canceled it. And it's like, you guys should definitely watch it. I loved him in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I heard yeah, that. I've never gotten into Star Trek. That was, that. That's my. That's one of my realms. That was probably my first fandom, honestly. Was Star Trek? Because my mom liked it. So when I was a kid, I would come home and we would watch The Next Generation together. Well, now you're getting all these new seasons and stuff, so. Or not seasons, but. Yeah, they're really good, oh, too. Sorry, whatever, yeah. I heard, they, I heard they're really good. They're very well done. I want to watch Picard. So good. Do it. Yeah. I have nothing to add to this. So I'm just gonna have a non sequitur transition. So, the other the other celebrity experience I know I wanted to bring up, but then of course I will leave the floor to you all to to tell any other stories that y'all find amusing. Is I saw Amy on one of your Instagrams that Natalia Tena was wearing one of your pins at I'm assuming it looked like a celebration or it might have been a con. I don't know, but how, how did that happen? Uh, that was the year we had the meet and greet package. So I gave each of the people uh, that we met a pin that kind of went along with their character. So I gave Bonnie Bright a Holy Had Harpies badge. Uh, she didn't really seem to know what that was. By yeah, the way. she was very vanilla. Kind of, yeah. Uh, and then I gave um, Natalia a Hufflepuff when Guardian Leviosa feather. And then we gave the twins um, Weasley's, uh, Weasley's logos. And then I gave Stan, uh, Victor Crumb, a, a goblet of fire with the Victor Crumb parchment pen. Um, and the twins, you know, just took them and put them wherever. And Bonnie took hers and put hers wherever. But Stan put his on and wore it all weekend and wore it to, like, multiple, like, other events, like, other yeah. countries. He's so cool. Like, I'm it. cool with him. Yeah. And Natalia wore hers all day and the next day. And, like, when she yeah. was on stage and stuff, she had it on. So that was exciting. She was like the the nicest, I think, in that she's line. She's super sweet. Yeah, and she's a triple threat. She was in Game of Thrones, she was in Star Wars, and mm-hmm. she was in Harry Potter. Yeah, so I, I have heard to look forward to in Star Wars. Well, she was in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Uh, well, anyways, okay. you know, Why so, are you saying it like that? Because I still have to get through all these movies, and I haven't started those yet. <sighs> You're kind of Amy's not a big Star Wars fan either, so. Mandalorian's good. See, now you should watch all the Star Wars and love it just as much. Mm, yeah, we'll see. Mm, never, I'll okay. pencil it into my schedule. Oh my gosh. 
you two. The bottom two in the Zoom call needs. You watch Star Wars, right, Danny? Yes. Okay, I'm the one to get on. I've given Stephen access to all the movies. Well, now it's on Disney Plus. Oh, you gave him your Disney Plus account, is what you're saying. The least you can do, Stephen, is watch all the movies for her. No, and I mean, look, I've. I watched made, part of the first episode of The Tiger King for you. You watched like 20 minutes of that. Oh, you didn't you finish were, the series? That's Danny what, couldn't ugh. stand it. No, it's horrible, but it's awesome. No, 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 it's horrible, but you it, it, it's horrible it's in a way awesome. that you can't turn away from. Uh, no, I made the commitment to, to Chelsea that I would watch the Star Wars movies. Um, and it's been like two months since I made that commitment, and I haven't started yet, but... I'm getting there. Look, I, I mean, I, so I have this Thursday for the thousands of listeners who want another peek behind the, the production curtain here. We're recording on a Tuesday evening. Um, I have this Thursday off for my birthday and because it's quarantine. It's <gasps> Happy, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, it's not like I'm going anywhere doing anything for it. I just Aww. didn't work. No, I'm fine with that. Um, I wish I could I, buy you like 17 beers. Um, beers. 100 beers. Yeah. 4,000 beers. I've got my fair share of beer in the fridge. I'll, I'll survive, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, but you know, maybe I will start Star Wars during this Thursday where I've got nothing to do. Only if you really want to. It is you your heard birthday. it here first. Yeah. We'll also, I want to see some like live Instagramming while you're doing that, too. Oh, that's a commitment. Oh, God. I'm going to... Look, my Instagram feed right now is about to get so muddled because I try to... Naturally, I try to keep the Harry Potter Instagram I created strictly to Harry Potter. That said, today I just received the new Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Ooh, I need to get into that. And so Wait, I'm going to... What did you get? There's ah. a prequel to Hunger Games. Amy's like, likes Hunger Games. No, no, no. Too. I know that. But what did you get? You got a, the physical book? It came out today. It came it out did? Can I get it? Can I get it on the uh, on the audiobook too today? Uh, yes. Um, Santino, Ooh, I'm literally doing that immediately. Oh, right now. Santino uh, Fontana <laughs> is that the name of the actor? That, I don't know because I have the book arriving tomorrow. There is some. Incredible. There is some actor with a name that sounds like Santino Fontana. Um, doesn't sound like I read it. Whose name, as I recall, something like that. Who recorded the audiobook and that's also released. Oh, I'm so in. Yeah, anywho. I'm literally, Santina Fontana is right. And I just. Is it on Audible? It. Yeah, is I'm just audible? adding it to my library stat. <sighs> yeah, so I'm really exciting. Be, I'm going to be reading. That is exciting. Literally. Because we're not a true crime, so. Yeah, I'm going to read that tonight. And so I'm going to be talking about that on the gram over the next couple days. So it's already going to be kind of diluted there. So noted, don't look at Steven's gram until after you finish. Well, no, no, no. no, no spoilers. spoilers. I'm not going to give spoilers, but. Uh, Odds are I will be discussing my reactions, generally speaking, to the book. And you're going to go a lot faster because you're reading it and not audiobooking. Yes, right. and I'm probably not going to sleep tonight because my plan is to read it all tonight. Oh, my gosh. That's oh how I used God. to Harry Potter book. Look, it's just I haven't, I haven't been like genuinely excited for a book release. The last time I was yeah. was Cursed Child. And obviously that's, not, that's not a book, but you know, yeah. same concept. Have you guys seen the play? No. Oh, so good. We we saw it in London. Mm. Yeah. He's like, mm. he's like, okay, bitches. I'm just mm. look. I just the only look. I read the screenplay, but I oh, the screenplay is the, terrible. No, I know that. Yeah, but I forget most of what I read anyway. 
The only bits I really know about Chris Child, and Danny knows where I'm going with this, <laughs> is from a podcast that we love called Binge Mode. Um, and they talk about, and Binge Mode is just a cultural icon that everybody needs to listen to. They do an episode, no, they do a set of chapter by set of chapter re, uh, reread of Harry Potter. Also, they do an episode by episode Thrones. They did a whole Star Wars thing that I didn't listen to. But any point is, they did a Cursed Child review in which they went into extreme length about the moaning Myrtle scenes. Oh, she is my freaking girl. Oh, she was so good. She was so good. So good. Yeah, I she knew that would so play thirsty. well with this audience. Yeah. The most thirst. Yeah. yeah, she was very thirsty. Unquenchable. And it was great. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I was going to eventually yeah. see it. That is my plan. I know. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Not at the moment, but... It is in future okay. plans. Yeah. It was good. Amy and I did this great trip. Uh, gosh, when was that? Like five years ago? Oh, God, was it? I don't know. Where we were like, okay, we're going to go to Europe and we're going to go do like a bunch of nerdy shit. So like we went to the studio tour and we sucker a child and we did like a Harry Potter walk of London with this like really hot tour guide that we were like super about. And like we, okay, well we went to Disney Paris oh. and that was maybe not the best experience because they were not that appreciative of like somebody with dietary restrictions there <laughs> or drinking. Like, so, okay. If anybody, have you guys ever been to the, the France I've, so, I've, I've been to, been I've been to, to France. I've been to France. Okay. I've never been to Disneyland Paris. Well, have you been to Paris? Yes. Okay, I but fr- I don't think I have, you're. I have French family, and so I've been over there oh, a lot. Okay. But let me let me start by saying anything you say does not offend me, because Lord knows my family tends to lean into the stereotype. Well, I'm just gonna say, like, I don't think the that Parisians view drinking the same way that Americans do. Right. So like, of course, now that, I mean, you guys know us and maybe people know us. And if you don't know us, like as soon as we get somewhere, like we want to drink, right. Like we're going to like have a drink cause that's life. And in Paris, like you can't just like go to a restaurant or a bar any time of day and just get a drink. Like you, they want you to sit down and like slow down and like have a little bit of food. And we're like, no, we just want like a quick like glass of wine. We'll be on our way. And so that's, you know, that is the Parisian way, but not our way. And <laughs> so at Disney, at Disney here, like we can, we, there's lots of drinks in, in Florida too. Uh, Cause we live in California, but at Disney Paris, it's kind of the same way. So like every time we wanted a drink, we had to literally order food like every single place. And we're like, we don't want to eat more food. Like we're fucking full. Like I just want to put some alcohol in my fucking boca, you know? And it was very hard to do. So that was stressful throughout the day. Cause we felt like we were being judged, but you know, whatever. You were. A little bit. And then like being judged. we waited like all day to go. We had this reservation at the, like they literally have a La Ratatouille restaurant there. And like Amy in Florida. I know. I know. Not the well, restaurant. It'll be better there, the but like, Amy loves Ratatouille, and it was, like, also her birthday. It was her literal birthday. It was August 1st, and, like, we went to this restaurant, and, like, they, she can't have gluten because she dies, and, like, they literally, like, we asked 17 times, and they said it, it was gluten-free, and it wasn't. And so, like, like they gluten-killed her. Like, gluten-smash killed her on her birthday. They did, and, then, and they didn't and care. They yelled at me. They yelled at her, and, like, basically... And then I gave him the finger. The oh, and my I God, and so apparently you don't <laughs> give people the bird and in France because I don't know, it must mean, I don't know. It's really bad. And so, yeah. Like, well, literally, literally, it really like, means to me. So I was going to give him the finger. 
and that we were all, yeah. And so basically we kind of almost got escorted off the property there, but not really. We were one step away. We just wanted to get drunk and have fun. But also like I would go back there in a nanosecond right now because I would go anywhere right now. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Like I, I hate I hate Philadelphia with a passion. Are I you in Philly? Like, That's where my whole family's from Philly. No, I hate Philly. But oh, okay. I would go I would go to Philly in a heartbeat right now. Wait. Because like quarantine. But wait, so but so you're just bringing up Philly, like because you'd go there because you hate it the most, right? I thought, like, yeah, like why do you would, hate Philly so bad? Okay, look, so look, my family's from Jersey. We're from North Jersey, not South Jersey. My family in Cherry Hill. Okay, I I, I lived in Mount Laurel for a little while, right okay. next to Cherry Hill. I went to King a of Prussia, KOP. Point is, I'm from North Jersey, which is like very much more New York, where South Jersey's very Pennsylvania. And I grew up a Giants fan, so I'm a Giants fan. That's a huge thing. Giants Eagles doesn't fly. Apart from like the whole Betsy Ross thing, I just find Philly to be a city lacking of many like like things to really go do and see. Cheesesteaks are damn good. I will give that. What is it? The Reading Terminal, wherever all the food things are, solid. But I just the people of Philly, they booed Santa Claus, they throw snowballs. It, I can't look, it's mainly a sports thing. I just can't. I can't. Okay. Yeah, I do I have will, the worst fans, and I can say that uh, having lived there. Look, I went my to dad's a Giants a big Eagles, Eagles game. fan. I went to a Giants Eagles game with my dad a couple years ago. My dad, my dad, full grown man, been a Giants fan since he was five years old. He's been terrified of going to a Giants game in Philly because he remembers when you used to get the shit kicked out of you if you went to Philly as a Giants fan. So I literally bought him tickets for Father's Day and literally had to drag him, right, like bringing a dog to the vet. He was like, you know, paws in the ground. He wasn't going. I was like, no, come on, Father's Day, I bought these for you, just get in the damn car. We step out of the car in the parking lot. First thing I hear within five seconds was like a 13-year-old saying, hey, go fuck your mother. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just here. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. You don't want to fuck your mother? like I do not have an Oedipus complex. No, thank you. It's not my cup of tea. Mom, you're a beautiful lady, but no. Just, I didn't realize how bitter you were against my state. I Let's, hate Okay, Philly. let me bring this full circle for you, Stephen. Like, remember who got me into Harry Potter was my dad, born and raised uh, in Philly. Uh, Philly, he says water. He says water. What, what and yeah. uh, also, big Eagles fan, but also loves Harry Potter, right? So let's just, you know, some Phillies, or some Eagles, some people from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia can be, like, kind of cool. Oh look, my my soccer coach, who I love to this day, um, is from is from the Philly area, and I, I look there there are exceptions to every rule, but God, Philly is Jim awful. Jim is an exception. Jim Dad. Yeah, uh, pop, uh, pop, pop a half. Pop Anywho, a half. let's talk more about Harry Potter <laughs> because I think we're gonna lose listeners if I continue to shit on Philly for the better part of an hour. Let's talk um, favorites and least favorites. So let's talk about the movies first. Favorite movie, least favorite movie. <sighs> um, gosh. Okay, I think my favorite movie is movies. No, that's my favorite book. My favorite book is book six. My favorite movie. God, you know, I really, I really like all the movies. Like, this is hard for me. Like, I mean, of course, like, movie one, like, everybody was really bad at acting, you know? But also, like, that was the first movie everybody saw. 
So, so is it your I, favorite or your least favorite? No, I don't really have a least favorite. I mean, I guess it's my least favorite for the bad acting thing, but it's even not like I really like all the movies. Yeah, and I feel I like a lot of people diss on a lot of people diss on epi- on movie three, but I really like movie three too. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the the other struggle for me with the first movie, I mean, they're kids, right? So naturally the acting isn't top notch, but because it's a series, right, you see the evolution of technology and special effects and all of that. Mm-hmm. So by by the sixth movie, seventh movie, eighth eighth movie, like the the you know, the technology of Sorcerer's Stone just doesn't hold up. Right? It just it yeah. it, it doesn't because yeah. the movie was made early two thousands versus, you know. Right. 2010, 2011, where even that 10 year gap is a world of difference. I feel like you can't hate on that. And you're not going to get this reference, Steven, because you don't watch Star Wars. But like, if you think about like the early Star Wars movies, like they didn't have any technology. But like, for me, those movies still hold up, you know? Yeah. I... Watch Star Wars. Well, well, so, and again, like, <laughs> not ha- having not seen Star Wars, right? But isn't it. Like there's a very sizable time gap between some of the movies, correct? What in Star Wars? Yes, that oh, they were created very sizable, yes. like my lifetime. Right. Whereas my, Harry when po- I was born to college. Right. Whereas Harry Potter exists on a pretty condensed continuum in terms of the you know production of the movies. So sure. right. It, even but they also un- exist in a time period where all the technology changed very fast. Right, very big change in like. Right, you know, so it, I get that it's unfair to necessarily judge the first one on the fact that it doesn't hold up, but when when you see the ones that happened again, I get it. But only like six years later, it's like okay, well, you know, the characters are all the same. They look relatively the same. Like the only thing that's different is like, hey, like the text a lot better. The special effects are a lot better. Um, and so that I, uh, yeah. I'm with you. It's hard necessarily to pick a least favorite in terms of the movies, although I can tell you, like Goblet of Fire is a god awful movie. Um, but Goblet of Fire. That actually, that actually is not my sticking point. Don't get me wrong; that's awful, but no, that's not my sticking point. Anywho, I am not the guest who we have brought on with, so generously with their time and, and their their energy tonight. So, Amy, what are your favorite and least favorite movies? Uh, my favorite movie is probably, unpopular opinion, Prisoner of Azkaban. I liked kind of the dark, uh, look of it because the, of the change in directors, um, it has Buckbeak in it. Um, my least favorite is Four because of the hair. Yeah, which is the core but to be honest, as much as like the movies give me the feels, they all hurt me on an emotional level because of very crucial plot points that they left out. So, so let's talk about that. Let what for for both of y'all, right? What were some of the more and and understand? I actually had this conversation the other day on a pod I did solo without Danny. There's kind of categories of you know plots that were left out, right? There are the things that like would have been nice to have just because they're fun and good, but have no really impact on the plot. Like for me, that's like Lee Jordan, right? Like lovely Jordan, lovely Jordan, and Luke Youngblood's fucking awesome. But so funny. But like having Lee in the movies really wouldn't have made a world of difference, right? Like doesn't impact the plot. Yeah. Right. Then there are things that like because the books you can get inside of Harry's mind, you can't do that in a visual medium as effectively. So like I understand that some of those choices have to be made. Mm-hmm. Right, and then there are the things that's like, well, why the fuck did you leave that out? Yeah, and so let's talk about the why the fuck did you leave that out? 
Like what are some so of the many. more what are some of the more egregious ones that stand out for y'all? Mine would I mean, probably be the um in movie three, oddly enough, when they're in the shrieking shack and there's literally just no explanation as to what the marauders are, and they barely even made the connection that like of who the marauders were. And it was just kind of like, oh, here's Peter Pettigrew. He was a rat. Oh, he's bad. And he's not really dead. And they just kind of glossed over the whole thing that is the Marauders. And I feel like the Marauders is such a huge thing, just kind of like in the lore of Harry Potter. And it just like grinds my gears so hard that they just like glossed over it in like a minute. So that would be my number one out of probably like 45. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know what really bugged me was how they did the whole uh, thing with like Harry and Ginny's romance and like made that really awkward kiss in like the uh, room of requirement and like left like Quidditch totally out of like certain books Uh and like, um, you know, like because that scene in the books, like in it was book six, right? Where like, you know, like they've just won the Quidditch Cup and they come in and like, like he kisses Ginny and blah 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 and like that has no, no, so no, much no. more. Ginny, Ginny kisses him. Ginny kisses let's, him. Let's be and, and right, Ginny, of course. Like yeah, Ginny Harry's like a fucking out. pussy. Let's be honest. Ginny's um, going, going in with tongue. She's not right, going and just in. also how and I don't know how I don't know where this came from, but like book and movie Ginny are just so different. Oh. I don't know if that's a Bonnie thing or like a direction thing, but like like movie Ginny oh. is like like literally like a, like a limp noodle bag of sand. Know? And like book and like book Ginny is like she's like the boss, you know? And so yeah. like that bothers me. And then like I also oh whatever. Don't get me started. Like I just think the the romance in it was something that was so like this is something that bothers me so hard is like uh like like Hermione and Ron, right? Like we were building up to this romance for so long and then in the movie like that kiss was so weird to me and all you could see was like the back of fucking Rupert Grint's head and like I don't know just for me like I was like that was like such a romantic like finally these fuckers are like tonguing it down and like and then I just see Rupert's like awkward orange hair I'm just like what the fuck is this direction to I don't know so so three things three things there (laughs) first is Tonguing it down is a phrase that I'm going to incorporate into my life from now on. So thank you you for that. Tongue it down. Secondly, there are probably some times in life where seeing the back of Rupert's head isn't a bad thing. Just saying. Not that time. Not that time, but yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, Third is we've discussed on the podcast a little bit before. I forget which episode specifically, Danny, but you know, some of the choices made and is it, is it the actors making the choices? Is it directorial guidance? Is it both? What's going on, right? And like Barty oh, Crouch and his tongue. Uh, oh well, God! It's not not That's just nuts. not just yeah. that. Look, yes, but what really irks me about that is that they show it in the first goddamn scene of the movie, right? Because the whole like, mystery oh, people won't get it. Like we need the, the whole mystery is gone. Yeah, yeah, that irks me, right? And in term, and for me, when I keep thinking about you know book Ginny, movie Ginny, for me, it has to be a directorial choice because you get the, basically the, I mean, different in, in different ways, but the same issue with Michael Gambon as Dumbledore, right? Like the choices that Gambon is making, whether they're of his own volition or of directorial guidance are not the ones that we see in book Dumbledore really too much. 
I think we have an opinion on this, though. Oh, please, please, let's bring it. I mean, after hearing him speak at Celebration, it's very clear that he knows nothing about the series, and he didn't when he was filming it. Uh And he actually, I think, I believe he said he refused to read it because he didn't want to be like, like guided or jaded in how he established the character. But like, why didn't somebody stop him and be like, "Hey, yeah. take it down a notch"? Well, that, right. And that's just it, right? And and it, it, there's the choices the actors are making, right? So to some extent, right? Again, you brought up Bonnie. You brought up movie genies. So I'm gonna, you know, contextualize this through Bonnie. At some point, right? Bonnie's making choices, right? Yeah. But She's also, the one... we are aware that she has read all of the books. Well, right. right. But what I'm saying is, the actor's the one in front of the camera making the choice. But also you have this whole team of millions of dollars of directors and producers and editors and writers who should be there to say, hey, cool that you did that take. Let's right. try it. Let's do it like this. Dumbledore yeah. is not a dick all the time. Yeah, and and I think, he is, yeah. he's not like a shouting dick. Yeah, right. And right. I think with like <laughs> the shout hashtag shouting dick. <laughs> Episode title. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> Please. With Jenny the script doesn't support her as she, as book Jenny. Yeah, yeah. right. And I don't Dumbledore, know, I the actually... script is like, some of those choices could have been done a little differently, but the script that is being used for Jenny, you're just like... See, and this is like, and I don't know, obviously, because I don't know any of these people, of course, because I know nothing. Like, I'm just myself here. But like, having interacted with Bonnie in real life, like, I feel like maybe they picked her for her look at a very young age and and then she just is who she is and like who knows like maybe they just didn't give her the opportunity or like who knows like what happened like meandering down the road but like book jenny is such a boss ass bitch and like you did not get that you disagree steven no i agree wholeheartedly okay i and I said this again, Danny. I think I did it on an episode without you the other day. How dare you? Well, no, we're, we're, we do. I've been doing a handful of episodes with friends of mine who aren't in the Potter community, right? People I grew up with or whatever. Um, and those are ones I'm doing solo just because I have you know relationships with them that Danny doesn't have, right? Um, but did they all wear khakis too? Um, yeah. What's their khaki status? The khaki, males, de- like the males, the males definitely did. Khaki um, skirts. <laughs> but let me, you know, I. You know, I didn't really have a thing for redheads growing up, but I was in love with Book Ginny because she is so fierce and passionate and strong. And I honestly believe she's probably the strongest portrayal of juvenile feminism in the entire series, right? More so than Hermione is, more yeah. so than... Hermione's a little cliche, although she was my favorite character, but... Well, she's also, she's a little yeah. cliche, but she's also a little bit, I don't, I don't know the right word for it necessarily, but... Like for me, the example I keep coming back to is she shits on Pavardi and Lavender in in divination class, and she's oh, yeah. like, "You guys, like, oh, like, she thinks she like." There's an elitism there, and so anywho, point is, uh, to put a to put a relative bow on this is I love 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 um, book Jenny and no no Bonnie Wright is a fine actress and, and is a very beautiful woman and, and love that she's really passionate about all these, these you know, conservationist causes and everything. But again, whether it was the choices or the director or whatever, 
her character is just not the same one, right? Like, yeah. Ian got, we'll you know, never know why. Well, right. Like, in, in Half-Blood Prince, Half-Blood Prince, when Harry comes in covered in blood, she kind of just says, like, and I'll do it in the exact intonation that the movie gives us. He's covered in his blood again. Why is he always covered in his blood? Right. Like, yes, Bonnie, there you are. That's your reaction? If I saw the love of my life, or fucking anyone in my life for that matter, covered in blood, blood, like hey, like Stephen, if you were covered in blood right now, I'd be like fucking, like why are you fucking covered in blood? Like what the fuck? Who did you murder? You can't go with who. What did he do? Oh, you think he murdered somebody? Look, there are some gators in the backyard. I could, I could get (laughs) some wrestling with some gators. Like side note, like Bonnie lives down the street from us, though. Well, Bonnie and Tom. I care less about Tom, but I know where I'm making my next trip to post-quarantine. Yeah, she actually, I know, I don't know where she lives, but I know somebody that does know exactly where she lives, but I thought it'd be weird if I asked. Not that I would go there. What? Shoot, shoot, it's all stalker. Yeah, but Jess, Jess knows where she lives. Before I start talking more in a way that builds up the restraining order case against me, <laughs> let's move on to the books. Uh, favorite and least favorite, please. Uh, favorite, book six, Hot Blood Prince. Too. Done. Book six Least so favorite, good. Chamber of Secrets. Same. Same. Y'all same. couldn't name the same alcohols, but you were in alignment on the books. But we can though if it's about us. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the answer should have been tequila for all four houses. Yeah, because really we just drink a lot of tequila, although she's been drinking a lot of bourbon lately, but whiskey. Oh, I love yeah. some good bourbon. Whiskey, I've got been drinking it. a lot of whiskey. Whiskey, no, sorry. No. no. Last couple outings to the park for the past six months, you've been choosing to drink whiskey. That's because her tequila tastes like Band-Aids. Yeah, but... Disgusting. Yeah. I know, uh, but at like your house, too. Tequila. At your house, you also drink whiskey. This yep. is a pro-bourbon podcast, let the record reflect. Um, Stephen Hatterer will be spending his entire birthday drinking some variation of either Coors Light and then Yellowstone Kentucky bourbon, which is just this glorious, sweet, Ooh. 94-proof bourbon that I, I found in London. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Not the Bud Light, though. Nobody should drink that. Coors Light. Coors Light. No Coors, one drinks Bud Light. It doesn't matter. Or Coors Light. It no. matters. It, it 100%. Let's not, look, let's not go down that podcast. I'm an IPA girl. Like, why am I going to drink some water if I could just drink actual water? Because this water at least gets you a little bit drunk. No. Like, I'd rather just drink something that tastes good. Coors Light. Anywho, (laughs) Danny, do we want to do some of our uh, random potpourri of Harry Potter questions? Sure. Why don't you kick off? All right. Favorite class? Pair of magical creatures. Divination. Just kidding. Yeah, Uh, absolutely not. um, Transfiguration. Because McGonagall, boss-ass bitch. If we were to find you somewhere in Hogwarts or among the grounds, where would you be? On the Riding grounds? <laughs> yeah. Well, Buckbeak's not there for very long, though. Um, I'd probably be 
God, where would I be? I don't know. I think I'd be in the Gryffindor common room just because it always looks so nice with the fire and like the armchairs. But like also like I really love nature. So I would probably be like on the boundaries of the Forbidden Forest, but not quite inside. So like just the tip, just the rim area. <laughs> but not you quite tried, all the way in. You, you tried to, to correct after you said just the tip. And I think you overcorrected into just yeah. the no, that's no, that's exactly where I would be. Like, I would right. like to be outside, but not in danger. All right, so, cool. Just the remaining it area. Moss wine. Is it my turn to ask a question, Danny? It's your turn. Um, who would your friend group be in Hogwarts? So, I, and Danny loves asking this question, so I'm sorry that I stole it. But it, it doesn't have to be like the students necessarily. It could be professors. It could be any generation, right? It could be the Marauders. Could you know, it doesn't matter. Who who would your friend group be? Like, are we talking about like like high school half or current? Half? Like, if you were at Hogwarts, who would you hang out with? Right, like I I would spend time with Lavender Pavardi book, not movie, because I am a gossip through and through, and I am here for all that drama. Like, it's messy. It is it is petty, and I'm here for it. So that, that's what like, I'm hanging out with. A- as of like Steven now, like your age, that hasn't changed. That's never because mine never has changed. changed. I mean, like, mine are you gonna changed. hang out with Lavender Parvati like if you're like Steven now? Well, no, because that's a little weird for a full grown adult to be hanging out with teenage girls. Um, that's why we're asking for clarification. No, I, how, however, you would like to interpret it, and if you'd like to clarify in your answer, you're more than welcome to do so. I'd be definitely hanging out with like Luna and Neville. Just because, like, I was a very shy teenager. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'd be with the other shy outcasts, because that's kind of where I was. I'd probably be chilling in Umbridge's office with Umbridge, just kind of, I want to, like, look at her kitten plates. I would just no. be using her just for that one thing. Um, but then I would leave. And I would really go hang out with probably Angelina Johnson, Lee Jordan, and the twins. Because they're a good time. So would you be on the Quidditch team? Yeah, probably. Amy was like a dope-ass cheerleader. Dope-ass cheerleader. And then she like went on to like literally take our high school cheerleading squad from like a somersault slash cartwheel to like, you know, like back tucks and double like, back handsprings and like full twisting all kinds of bullshit championships and trophies like, <laughs> like the navarro cheer team on that that netflix yes. show no yeah. i she is that coach and i'm like that is legit like anybody knows her That's like she show. it's a good show and like like that is like amy like does all the shit like all the way to like the best extreme of everything, which is why she is the empire that she is now. Empire. You are an empire. Mm-hmm. 100%. Totally. She is. Speaking. Okay. I want to talk about empire for a hot second here. Not the show, that weird show about Detroit music or something. But one of the things that we didn't get to fit into this podcast semi-naturally, but I am so fascinated by it. I've talked about it on this podcast many times before is Amy, your live sales, because I tell people, you don't have to be into pins to enjoy watching those things because you have this little board and there's hands moving and it's going. And it's like for people who like hyper organization, it's like a form of porn. Like there's, <laughs> there's like this beautiful organization to it. 
I just I, I can't get enough of it. Absolutely. So, what are you doing while you're watching? I Japanese cannot, body pillow. I cannot talk about that. <laughs> okay, excellent. Uh, can can you just spend a minute talking about how you went from someone who collects and for the listeners, uh, I have to imagine this is not the only wall in your house, but you know, uh, thousands of pins and all these incredible pins and all that to someone who now, you know, is very, is, I have to imagine leading the space in terms of buying and selling and trading pins. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like that Ravenclaw thing again. It's like you go in, you go hard. And I just got really into collecting. And then naturally, if you're really into collecting, it's really expensive. And if it's expensive, you have to find ways to offset your habits. And so I've kind of like worked through tiers of doing all that. Like I started sewing lanyards and made like a few thousand of those to kind of offset all of our crazy things that we do. Um, And then it just kind of was a natural progression to... um, Instagram type of stuff and then live sales became big and then I just went ham on the live sales and now yeah we have a pretty big following and it's super fun and it's keeping my life going in this quarantine because I'm so busy with that that it's uh, a blessing but yeah it's a good time it's like a it's like a cracked out game show Okay, I have to jump in here because she's really underselling herself because like I've been on this entire journey with her and I don't do any of those things. And like I've sewed like a really like, like besmatched like hem of something and like never even attempted to make a pin. So she's really underselling herself. Like just as we've kind of said before, like she's got this Ravenclaw tendency and just like, like life skills of taking something and making it golden like whatever it is like when I met her like I said it was scrapbooking and like cheerleading you know but like even so like she made that shit like really awesome like I could I don't have the skills to do those kind of things right like she's just got this innate drive to make things amazing so like she started like big fat lanyards which was literally making these like fat lanyards where you could put your fat ass pins on because once you get into pin collecting like the pins you see at the park are really small but like the pins you want like in disney like disney pins you want are big pins they don't they're fat they don't fit on the lanyards so she's like i'm gonna fucking make these lanyards and like that was like many years of her like like dominating that scene and like people tried to be like her and there's all this drama and it's just like whenever these like bitches bring in the drama like it doesn't matter because like amy's just like the queen of it like it doesn't matter you could you could be like we no she's the queen of just making something awesome like somebody else is gonna bring in this like janky ass like like your seven-year-old like sewed this lanyard like no nobody wants that shit like they want amy's big fat lanyards and like that's where her name comes from but like that's not even what it is anymore because she just like i'm gonna make awesomer pins and she does and she's really selling herself short because now she literally has an empire and sorry she doesn't say that but she does well, let, let me co-sign that you are underselling yourself wholeheartedly yes, here because when, when, when we met, we were in a larger group of people in Diagon Alley at, on celebrations past January and everyone peeled off, go do whatever. And then I think, I forget who we were with, but someone's like, I'm going to go over here. Like, why don't you guys go get lunch and we'll meet up with you in a little bit. And we were in the, the, um, no, it wasn't the three brooms. No, Nikki Cauldron. Nikki Cauldron. And yeah. I was like, where the oh, alcohol is. I don't know this person. I've never met her. I have terrible social anxiety. Oh, she's pretty beautiful. I'll find a way to get through this conversation. Okay. Like, I'll make it work. 
but then like we started talking and you're like, yeah, like, I think I want to get into like pins more. Like it's something I really want to do like full time. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, like that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Okay. But then like I get home and I'm like looking at Instagram, following everybody who I met this weekend and all this. And yeah, like these, you, like you are like an authority on, on pins in this community, both in Disney and Harry Potter, which are two massive fan communities. And it's pretty impressive that you can straddle both of those. And yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree that, and uh, look, I get it. I mean, I don't because I have a massive ego, but I understand how people can undersell themselves just because it's human inclination. But yeah. Like Steven, like, like Steven, in real life, like we'll go places and the people will come up to her and be like, oh my God, are you the big fat lanyards? Like it does, it's happened like probably at least 25, 30 times, which is a lot to say for like our little community, mm-hmm. right? And like, and like, oh, are you big fat lanyards friends? And like, friend, and I'm like, yes, I am. I am the friend <laughs> sidekick because I just don't have like the the skill or like the the um, perseverance to like do things like that. You know, I just don't have it, and she does, oh. and she's amazing. Yeah, a, so a lot of uh, thank you. A lot of people, not a lot. I mean, probably like five, but more than zero people know me as like the guy that's always <laughs> so holding. <what? laughs> Like the guy that's always like holding Chelsea and Brandy's like phone and bags and purses and everything at convention. That's an important job. It oh, is. it absolutely is. And I'm also the guy that more likely than not has taken a photo of you with Chelsea and Brandy. Um, uh, you probably did. Also an important job. Right. Um, uh, I just dropped the bottle opener I was holding. That's the noise that just happened on the that's podcast. Okay. I'm so sorry, Danny. Open some more bottles. Um, but no, um, I, I wanted to make sure we talked about that, you know, before this podcast wrap because never mind the fact that I do find this weird just fascination and enjoyment over watching the live sales. It really is a whole impressive thing you've got going on. Well, also because we drink a lot. Well, yeah. that too. Also that. Um, so Danny, now that I have deviated from the plan here, um, where would you like to take this? We oh, tend to make people deviate. It's not, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's mm. not your fault. It's, not your it's fault. usually, it's, yeah, I'm, it's nice that you are saying that, but also Steven is known to deviate. Okay, <laughs> we approve of deviations. Should Standard we do? Ones. Uh, I get that, even Standard though I suck at math. Um, should we do some creator shoutouts, Danny? Yes. So we like to shout out some creators of anything, just people that we're like vibing on or just like their stuff. Um, so if you have people you would like to shout out. I do. Oh, I'm sure Amy does. Oh, awesome. Um, I have an account that I absolutely love. And since we were just talking about pins, it's Potter underscore pins. And her name is Claire and she's from the UK and she's a huge collector. Like I've never seen her whole collection. So I don't know like if she has more than me, she probably does. But more than anything, the picture she takes of her pins are just so adorable um so i would like to shout out potter pins as my first shout out i'm gonna leave a shout out to you amy just because i know you've got a huge (laughs) just because you've got a huge community of other pin makers and everybody like i just have to say that in the past two years like like i feel like everybody was disney pin focused and like amy and i always kind of liked harry potter pins but like i think that people have really caught on to the fact that potter pins really are 
better in a lot of ways than Harry, than Disney pins. Facts. There's a lot of really good creators of lots of different Potter pins. Of course, Amy with her Wither Wings wears being one of the, you know, premier pin makers, but she's got all the shout outs. The pin community for Harry Potter pins has absolutely blown up the last like year. It's like at another level that I've never, ever seen. It. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I guess probably another person that I would give a shout out to would be Poppins Collectibles. Let me okay. see if there's any punctuation in that. She is making the cutest stuff. Super cute. Oh yeah, all one word. Poppins Collectibles. Her name is Cynthia. And she's from the Philippines actually. And she is just super creative and comes up with stuff that doesn't exist, which is kind of what I look for is kind of getting pieces of art that aren't just kind of like recycled different versions of other art that's already been made. Oh, the, the burrow snow globe is super cool. Oh, all of her stuff is super cool. So take a moment like later and just kind of scroll through, through all kind of stuff. Her really cool ideas. Uh, I guess uh, we could do Bunsen bean. Like they've been around a while. They make a lot of good stuff. Yep. Bunsen bean. Um, I think that's all one word as well. Yep. And then um, maybe Amelia underscore B83. Her company's name is Amos Plush and Pins, and she's from Australia. And I swore I didn't just pick three people from three different countries on purpose, but (laughs) weirdly enough, it's really cool that you have people all over the globe kind of in this community. Um, So that's pretty fun. I love her last post with the, uh, the prophecy. Oh, yeah. Her stuff is awesome. That is gorgeous. Just the fact that like people, just regular people are getting this stuff made is amazing, you know. And it's like also like I mean, Universal has made a lot of good pins and oh, they have so many good ones. Yeah, like they're doing a pretty good job. But like the fact that like this whole other fantasy pin, like if you want to call it fantasy, but it yeah. doesn't matter. And Universal's kind of confined to the movies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. When you yeah. want to see the stuff that's like book oriented, it's so right. much fun to find these other creators because you're right. like, it's in the book, but you're never going to see it at Universal because it was never represented in the movie. Right. Yeah, I just made a Winky pin because Winky is like oh, so good. She dressed up as Winky for uh, when we <laughs> had a uh, the LADA skate night and we used to do those. I was, I was hideous. I was Dobby. I was wearing a bald cap. We were both wearing bald caps. Like you guys, well, here's the thing is though, like every time we go to these like stupid little local events and they're not stupid, but whatever, like we always want to get drunk first. So we always go to like a bar, like a bar with like real people. And then we like running roll in and like bald caps, like running theme is we roll up to places with people who have no idea what the fuck's going on. And like, we were to- in a, like a manufacturing area in Burbank. We would just went yeah. to like a dive bar in bald caps. A dive bar. Dive bar. As house sells with bald caps. <laughs> like like actually drinking and getting drunk and we're like i, just, I want husband, that as a story goes, like that has to be a fanfic like winky and dobby goes, at a dive bar yeah no like, you've that's never the story of our idiot. lives though like we do all kinds of stupid shit like that like, i'll post a time. picture of that later on nerd fashionista of the house elves because it's really hideous <laughs> even do you have any shout outs so it's actually a really funny story i found a pin account I wanted to shout out for today, just knowing we were talking with y'all. And then, so let me preface again by saying I was staying at my parents' house for a couple months here during quarantine. And because of that, 
like nobody has my address because I've never, I haven't lived here. So it's not like anyone I know has my address, right? Like I give them to a couple people for whatever like Danny has. And I'm pretty sure like whatever, but today I got a piece of mail. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like who has my address here? This is weird. And lo and behold, ironically enough, the pin that I'm holding in my hand is from the account I wanted to shout out. And the, no way. And the person who sent it to me <laughs> is the incredible, the incredible Amy. And so the listeners can't see it, but I'll post a photo at some point. It's from the Muggleborn sisters. It's this outstanding uh, squid and castle pin, which if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, which if you haven't, good reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Go back to episode one and listen to Creating Magic Podcast. Uh, I have a bit of a thing, thanks to a certain fan fiction, for uh, the giant squid as it relates to the Hogwarts castle. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but Amy shipped me out of the goodness of her heart because she is a nice person, this wonderful pin. And again, it just so happens that Muggleborn Sisters was the account I wanted to shout out tonight. Um, so y'all go, go check them out. Muggleborn Sisters. There's a couple periods in there. The periods are silent. Um, they just put out at the time of recording here, uh, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new pins that are just really, really cool. If you ask me, um, the Hogwarts castle with the greenhouse, um, the, I believe that's the astronomy tower, um, kind of the side view of Gringotts with the dragon on top, like you see at universal, uh, the burrow Hagrid's hut, um, the owl or Gryffindor tower, I believe with, um, owls kind of flying to the side and the Quidditch pitch and they're colorful and they're cool and I'm into it. And it just so happened that in a weird kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but like fate, fate, it is fate. fate. It is Did it show up today. It showed up literally today. Yeah. Oh. I didn't think I was going to get there. Oh my gosh. Um, I am so, I am so appreciative. Thank you so much. This is lovely. You needed that in your life. I I agree. Wait, He's, what pin did you send? Cause I, sorry, I took a little potty break. Ooh. Squid and castle, baby. Squid. Yeah, no, you and your squid. Yeah, I, I got a text when he got it and he was very excited. He's like, look what it is of. <laughs> I'll never forget Stephen reading that fan fiction in the three room sticks. See, this is fascinating because, I mean, I think Brandy and Chelsea have talked about it on the podcast. Or no, was it the, not the three room six. Leaky. Yeah. Um, I think Brandy and Chelsea talked about it way back one of our early episodes. But y'all two are the first people on the podcast who were there, who like didn't really know me that well, who heard we that experience. There. We were there for it. Yeah. That was such a great weekend. And now looking back, it like was. we can just say that, like, I mean, that was one of the last things probably a lot of us did before mm-hmm. this whole Literally, quarantine it was, it was so fun like it was so fun to meet you guys mm-hmm. and it was, everything about that weekend was like super fun and like like side note and i can say this now because i've been tested but i was actually pretty sick that weekend <laughs> um and like going back home like like covid was kind of like something that like you like were joking about but like we weren't sure it was so serious, but like on the plane ride home, like, I mean, cause I just drank so much and like was sick and just not sleeping and just like drunk the whole time. Like I just, that it was just like a cold, but like, you know, like everybody was like, Amy was like, you fucking had the COVID like half. Yeah. I wouldn't it. even sit by her on the plane. No, she wouldn't sit by me by the plane. I had a road to myself and she wouldn't even move and sit by me No, on the plane. Counts. 
Um, and, but turns out I didn't have it cause I have no antibodies. I've taken the test and yeah, but that was how much fun we had that weekend. I'm sorry if you guys got sick. <laughs> it was so much fun that she got fake COVID. Fake COVID. But yeah, that was a good weekend. And like, I really hope like if anybody's listening, if you get the chance to come to Uncelebration, like just because, you know, Universal is not sponsoring the event, like they do such a good job. Um, like, you know, the Florida, like, sorry, I've had a lot of wine, but what's the slug club and like everybody does such a great job of just like bringing everybody together. And like, we fly in from California with like, you know, we have a whole other group of people from here that you guys know, like Katie and Aiden and like people that come in and like Brandy comes in from Colorado and like, you know, like everybody comes in and uh, we love just hanging out and meeting other, our fellow people. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, Uncelebration, which typically is like that last weekend in January, is a phenomenal event. But also, like, just stay up on the social media because be it uh, back to school, you know, Labor Day in September. We've been just, there for that, too. Yeah, or just like random weekends throughout the year. Like, like this community tends to try to plan, whether it's 100 of us or just 10 of us, right? Like, weekends are like, hey, like, I'm able to get down there. Are you able to get down there? Okay, cool. So, like, we're both going to go. Let's see if they can go. I'm good yeah. with just our hag ride crew. Oh, oh yeah. That, y'all, crew. y'all, um. The memories. Yeah. Were you guys there for opening a hag ride? Because we didn't know you then. No, no. We were, we went out for opening a hag ride about a year ago. And um, that was an experience as well. And but Amy they had this. Means they joined our hag ride crew. Yeah. But, um, no, now that we're seeing that LeakyCon is probably not going to happen in Orlando. We don't know. We, we don't, uh, it's not happening. I well, it's lo- like three quarters open. But the mm. problem, here's the problem is um, we recorded a pod with Amanda Magic Under the Stairs on Sunday and we were talking about it and the convention center is their current testing site. Oh, wait, it's at their convention center? The Orange County Convention Center, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they're using that as a testing site right now. And 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 never mind, never mind that logistical hurdle. I just think talent contracts be damned. Yeah, they will be president. Have, yeah, the talent won't be there. Very true. They yeah. probably can't. Like their country will not. Like Stan has already said on a live that like they can't travel. Yeah, I don't know how you listen to anything. I don't know how you listen to anything Stan says when words come out of his mouth. I'm just staring at those those rippling muscles and all those tattoos. <laughs> Well, what's so sad about that is like that was Amy's birthday too. Like her birthday is on August first. My birthday literally gets like fucked on all the time every year. And then I feel like my birthday because my birthday and you guys are gonna kind of love this, but my birthday is September first. So you can imagine how many Harry Potter like things I get to do on my birthday, and then like Amy's birthday like just gets shit on. We've we've voted that there's gonna be a delayed birthday quarantine celebration. For all the people that had to birthday in quarantine. Like, Amy and I will go to whatever. Because I think people have already seen that we go. Maybe they'll reschedule. When we do have this big everyone's belated birthday, it's going to be like the surprise we have for Chelsea at the Three Broomsticks, except everybody's going to be saying happy birthday to each other. Right. (laughs) We were there for that. That was fun. That was fun. That was just fun. I'm so glad we went for that, even though I was, like, literally Mm -hmm. dying on the inside. I just kept drinking tequila and beer and, like like masked it that I was kind of dying, but also like, yeah, it was still super fun. And um, 
we just love this community so much and we love our west coast community even though like you know we haven't been able to do as much stuff in the past year you know all of it is just fun like amy and i really appreciate the fact that we can come out and and be with people who like to do what we like to do you know because like i think amy would agree with this like we look at our like hollywood park as like that's our park like these all these fucking muggles are there like and like they're there with like their simpsons clothes and shit we're like get out like this is our park you know like we love to just be there and hang out and we'll just sit like and do any number of things in the the hogshead there and Mm -hmm. it's uh i miss it like i really really miss it miss it real hard like amy and i did go the last friday uh before quarantine started so like basically that was the last day the universal was open Mm -hmm. like amy and i did go to the park and And you know we didn't know fudge and snacks yeah because they had to get rid of it yeah we went because you know we we didn't know then like what was going on who knew that that was the last day but i'm glad we went Mm -hmm. because school was canceled so we're like fuck it we're gonna go (laughs) to the park (laughs) which is what we do most days when school is not happening it's true. And, um, whatever. Right. Well, to wrap up, do you guys want us to share where we can find you on the socials? You want to go first? Uh, sure. So I've got uh, a couple different socials. So I've got like a cosplay social, which is Akio underscore nerdery, um, which is I post more things just in my outfits there, my cosplay outfits. And then I've got, um, nerd pinsta which is my more like pin account uh for pin related things but i also post cosplay stuff on there as well um and both i mean i actually have two other accounts as well but those are different accounts so those are my two nerd accounts so the, uh, the, the underscore in akio nerdery is silent correct underscore is silent yes so uh akio silent underscore nerdery is me and they both of those accounts reference the other account so if you really want to find me that hard, you can. <laughs> hey, me. Uh, my major kind of all-encompassing account is at Big Fat Lanyards. And then my Etsy shop for um, wizard-inspired flair is at Witherwingswares, W-A-R-E-S. And my cosplay account, which is new, so don't judge, is at the Nerd Fashionista. The only judgment that's going on there is positive judgment. Yeah. Well, it's just very small. I haven't spent much time with it since there's nowhere to wear cute clothes right now. So it's kind of hard to build a site. No. Lots of cosplay. No. Aren't our friends doing the week cosplay challenge or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that they're doing that. And I feel like, honestly, like, I feel bad that I haven't participated and like, I didn't do like they did that week long thing as well, but I just like, it makes me so sad to like put my fun cosplay on at my house. And then I, I just like, I, it's my own personal thing. Like I just can't like get into the fun of wearing it just at my house. I so it's not understand. A it's not a diss I... on anybody. Cause I love all these people so hard and I love that they're doing that for the community, but I'm just having a hard time with it myself yeah i've stopped working on mine because it was depressing not knowing if it would ever see the light of day yeah like i can't even like listen to harry potter or watch the movies right now Mm -hmm. which i think other people are like 
super doing that but I'm like no like I just like for me like the experience is like going to do something with it and like because we just can't you know it's just I I don't know I just have a hard time well that's just a perfectly lovely note to end on right Dan no it's so sad (laughs) also I'm also really drunk so drink lots of wine and just like we're all good everybody's good everybody's Everybody's good. good Everybody's good. Everybody's good. You could even say all was well. All is know. well. I mean, honestly, everything I've got awesome. nothing. Everything nothing is cool. When everything is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm nothing to bitch about. Like, I'm fine. I'm just saying, like, I, for me, like, I just, yeah, I want to be able to, like, go somewhere. And I'll be there. As soon as I can be somewhere, I'll be there. Hey, look, I get it. I haven't put on my khakis once since uh, going into quarantine. We're making so, so muggle with no pants right now? Muggle uh, no, no pants. I'm muggle in gym shorts. <laughs> muggle in boxers. Muggle in soccer shorts. Muggle in tidy whiteies. No. Even here's what's going to happen. Muggle Amy, in thongs. Amy and I are very persuasive. But because I think, like, when we get to finally come together as a community, it's going to be so important. Like, you're going to be in a fucking cosplay and you're not yep. saying no. Little Bagman. Yep, whatever yeah, it I, is. I, I will be in a cosplay. I will be in some form no, of a Hufflepuff t-shirt. I will be nope. in nope. some very vari- color nope. variant of khaki uh, nope. shorts. False. Nope, and if Amy and I have to, like, make this physically happen, we will. But it is important. Yep. So you're saying you're going to drunkenly manhandle me? Oh, Maybe. sure. We will woman handle you. Yep. Oh, Jason Isaacs, please come on the pod. All right, episode over. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thank you.